Welcome to Broke, Not Broken. This podcast is based on the book that took me four years to write. First, it was about how not to be broke. Within six months, I was free of financial stress. After two years, I had written a book I would never want to read myself. And I realized that I had changed my financial situation, but not my relationship with money or with myself. I was still broke in time, peace of mind, and self-worth. In this podcast and in the book, I hope I can give you some hope and comfort, profound reminders, or useful tips, so that you too will never again have to be broke in any sense of the word. Welcome to episode one, an introduction. There are two things you should know about me, and those are the two, probably the two most important things that I learned from writing Broke, Not Broken, and everything I experienced around it, and everything that made me grow into the person that I am today. Um, The first of that is, I see everything in life as an experiment. I don't believe in failure anymore. I don't believe in success anymore either, except if your definition of success is how happy you are or how grateful or um, how you look back on your life in the end. But I don't believe in failure. I don't believe in not doing something because you might fail because I think that um, that would set you up for disaster, for missing out on something potentially beautiful. And I think that every experiment, every everything for which you find the courage to take a step, take a first step, whether that leads to something bigger or it just shows you that that's not something that you want more of in your life. I think that's the, the purpose of life. The purpose of life is living, right? So... You might as well experience as much as you can and learn from it. If you don't move because you're afraid you will fail, then you're failing by default, I think. It's not, it's not about what comes out in the end. What comes out is a new you, a new perspective, a new point of view. Um, yeah, it's the experience. So I start a lot of things, and if it feels right, and if it, if I can add value or if it adds value to me and to my growth and to who I am as a person then I will continue and if it doesn't then I've learned something from it even if it's just having tried it the second thing is my life to me personally is meaningless if I am not real I have done so many things in my life just to fit in or to be accepted by someone or to be valued by someone and in the end it just made me devalue myself because I wasn't true to myself and it took a lot of time and a lot of courage and a lot of um, quote-unquote failure to realize that the only way to be unique and distinctive uh, is, is, is to be you. The only way I can look back on my life, on my deathbed, 
with pride and dignity and honor and gratefulness and joy is if I can say I was who I was and I try to be as good as being me as possible and um, to, 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 to be conscious of the good for all <laughs> along the way and to have a positive positive effect on on the people near and dear to me but anyone I encountered but in the first place the first stakeholder is always you you have to be able to look yourself in the eyes when you look in the mirror and um, that's how I go through life now so the the two most important things I've learned over the last let's say five years are everything is an experiment and I have to be real and this is a very long introduction to explain to you that I don't have a script for anything. I don't do anything with a script anymore. I don't have a program. I don't have an outline. I, I do things wholeheartedly and I'm fully present when I do them. And that's how I can deliver what needs to be delivered in the moment. So I trust that without writing anything down, I am able to bring something of value to the table. And if you need more structure in order to um, get an impression of what my book is about and if it's worth reading to you or if, it's, um, if it fits your preferences, what you could do is just watch the TED Talk for 18 minutes and that's the, the first few chapters I think it's it's the, the the superficial version of the book because my real exploration started after the chat talk but in this podcast I'm, I'm trying to to share my lessons with you and not as a teacher but just as a student of which I uh, still am every day so I will be sharing um, the things with you that I learned that are in the book but a lot of things I'm still learning and a lot of things are didn't come until after the book. Um, so, But they're all about, partially about money, but I think money is just a symptom of something, which I will go, go into deeper later in another episode. Um, but it's all about value and worth. But let's go back. Um, I started my TED Talk with and I just remember this because TED Talks have to be scripted, otherwise you can't be on stage. Um, in my TED Talk, I started with, I used to be successful according to society. And that, that just describes my, uh, my career and my past and that the identity that I adopted for myself for years. Um, I was a successful entrepreneur. I made enough money. But there was something underneath that uh, that was wrong, and um, so for years I made I made lots of money, and then I decided that that my life I concluded actually that my life felt empty and superficial, and for years it's ever since I started as an entrepreneur in two thousand six, everything had been about fun. And um, I have great memories of those years as well. Um, 
but it's very short term. And um, it didn't mean anything to me. And then my father was terminally ill. And I started to wonder, what's the life that I would that I would reflect on on my deathbed if that would be now? And I was ashamed of the life that I would have to look back on. Because everything was about fun. Everything was superficial. I would run as soon as something would become complicated. I would work 80 hours a week, not be fulfilled by my work, and then spend lots of money on not having to work for a few days. And that didn't fulfill me either, <laughs> because everything I did felt meaningless. Then um, uh, I decided to become something that I wanted to become my entire life ever since I was little. So that was either a stand-up comedian or a radio DJ um, or a writer. Um, and then um, I had been a writer for, for, for years. I, I started out as an entrepreneur, as a copywriter for um, um, advertising agencies and then became an advertising agency and then a branding specialist. Um, so I didn't like writing anymore, so I could cross that off the list. And then there was the stand-up comedian and the radio DJ. And um, as soon as I said that out loud, I remember around the time that my father passed away, um, I, I had amazing opportunities suddenly to do both. And um, as I had to decide which one to choose, I ran into someone at a party. He was drunk. Um, and we had this wonderful conversation about life and what it takes for people to be happy. And um, I think about two months later, he, his name was Russell, and my sister and I started a training company called Lucid. And we would do uh, workshops um, with the title WTF is Purpose. And those were free workshops where people would find their inner drive, their inner ambitions, their well, their purpose, ikigai, whatever you want to call it. And we actually changed lives. And that was, it was so amazing to be able to do something from, from well, actually from your core that you were not educated in and you didn't know the rules, but you did something and that worked and that helped other people. We could really do something to change the world, to change our world anyway. And we did. And um, we did that so happily and thankfully that we we wanted to help everyone. So we didn't want to charge too much. We thought, well, we'll just give this away. And if they don't get any money, then, you know, we'll just come up with something expensive later if they keep coming back. Um, but we did too much. And... Um, um, by that time, I was doing much too much too little of the things that really made money <laughs> because they didn't fulfill me anymore. And then one thing led to another. And um, in the summer of 2016, on August 4th, um, I had already been working by myself in the in the in the training things, in the the purpose and um, autonomy and. Um, um, and by then uh, that there were, there were a few things happened at the same time and I had this 
buffer on my bank account to get through summer because by then I was working mostly with students and um, all schools were closed. I didn't have an income and then the tax services uh, sent me about five letters in a few days that I finally, uh, which I had been postponing, which in, in the Netherlands most bookkeepers tell um, independent professionals um, starting entrepreneurs to postpone their taxes for as long as they can. Um, but most of them don't tell you that you cannot decide when you do pay them. So um, suddenly I had to pay for my glory days. And that was a lot of money. So that was my entire bank account, my entire savings, my everything. And um, um, yeah, and then a few assignments fell through and, and someone went bankrupt and, and someone else decided not to pay because we didn't have an agreement on paper. And all, all things that that proved my lack of financial intelligence. Um, so seemingly suddenly I had nothing left. And um, for weeks I, um, I'd been thinking about, stressing about, how do I get money? How do I get through the summer? How, how do I make a living? I, it, it would be months until I would have any income from, from, from these from these schools and I, I didn't really have any other uh, jobs or, or, or ways of income. I tried to sell my car, I tried to sell my phone, I tried to sell all my stuff and, and I couldn't sell it, I couldn't get any money for it and actually I needed my car and I needed my phone because otherwise you can't do your job, right? So that would have been stupid too. Um, but on August 4th, I had three euros and 97 cents left in the bank and I had just uh, bought my last groceries with you know, change I found between the cushions of the sofa and in old coat pockets and, and things like that. And um, then I decided that, that the only way to change anything was to go publicly with my failure <laughs> because um, there was a lot of shame involved in this. Um, you know, some people felt sorry for me at that point, but that was not necessary at all because I am a white, privileged, well-educated um, woman in the Netherlands um, with a great network and great friends and great family and all people who could have helped me um, financially in a second and who would have. Um, but what happened was when I had nothing, it was not the first time. I just had never come so close to having nothing before, but I, it was a pattern that I wanted to break. And um, two days after um, the 4th of August, um, my daughter would come back. Um, her father and I, co-parent and that year she stayed with him in the summer for three weeks and then she would come back on August 6th and that was her birthday and suddenly I didn't I didn't even have money to bake a cake or to to get a nice lunch or anything and I was so ashamed and um, if I didn't solve this once and for all uh, I wouldn't have just failed as an entrepreneur but I would have failed as a mother and I was so deeply ashamed um, that I brought myself and her 
in into that situation that I knew I had to make a change. I knew that if I if I would have borrowed money from someone or if I would have asked a client to, you know, pay something in advance, that would not solve the problem. So I had to once and for all do it on my own strength. And I decided to learn from the best. So I would interview people, the best entrepreneurs that I could find in the Netherlands and uh, financial experts. And I would learn from the best in order to become a good entrepreneur and by doing that, a good mother. And I would write a book about it, especially for other uh, independent professionals or starting entrepreneurs who didn't have the financial intelligence that I never had either. So I thought maybe I can help people because this is apparently something that people don't talk about. When I had the idea to write the book and to do this project, I call it the money project, um, I asked two people in my business network, um, I'm thinking about doing this, how, how, do you, how do you see this, you know, what do you think? And both of them said, you can't do that, that's, that's um, suicide <laughs> from a business perspective. No one will respect you if they know you failed. And I thought, what kind of world do we live in if you can't say that something didn't work? Or if you can't, um, if you can't say out loud that you failed at something or that you're in trouble or that you're too tired or that it's something... You know, in what what kind of world do we live in if failure is a taboo? And that was the moment I was sure that I had to do this. I had to I had to speak up. I had to expose myself as a failure, literally. And um, and maybe I could be an example for other people because I thought I I have screwed up badly, and there's probably a lot of entrepreneurs who would never make the mistakes that I have. But it, I can't be the only one because I knew so many struggling entrepreneurs um, who never talked about what they were struggling with. But I knew that a lot of people who worked really hard were struggling to pay the bills or to have any time off or just to keep their head above water in any way. Um, so I had to do this. And I did. So on August 4th, I posted a Facebook video in which I said that um, I was about to do something that you're not supposed to do and that I had failed. I had nothing left. I was determined to learn from the best. I would write a book. The book would be finished without, within a year and within a year I would, I would be financially successful indefinitely. Um, and then I started to... Um, oh, and then I, I gave my bank account number and I said, well, if you want this book... Um, uh, it's 10 euros and just buy it now and then you have a discount and I promise it's going to be good and that first day I sold 64 books and that meant that suddenly within a few hours I had 640 euros in the bank and I could give my daughter her birthday party so um, a lot more money has come in since then and I own a lot more now also in a material sense, but I've, until this day, I've never felt as rich as I had, as I felt in that moment when I knew I could make a birthday cake for my daughter and I could look her in in the eye, and um, and and not just feel shame. Um, 
so then I threw a surprise party just in the park, very simple, just with with friends in the park um, with a cake and some balloons. That was it. And it was amazing. And it, it, later she said that that was her best birthday ever. Um, and then it started. And that, that, that part was quite simple because my starting point was I am broke. I don't ever want to be broke again. So I will talk to successful entrepreneurs who are millionaires, multimillionaires, and who are financially free. So they know something I don't, so I'll ask them everything about that. They will share it with me if they talk to me, because I am a good interviewer. So I knew that the conversations would be good and I would learn from them. Um, but because my starting point was, I am broke, how will I make more money? Or how will I be not broke? Um, maybe that, 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 that would shape the conversations into conversations about money. Or maybe I chose the wrong entrepreneurs. But um, 9 out of 10 people would just tell me how to make more money. And they would just say, well, just go where the money is. And I think that's one of the, th one of the things that you have to be conscious of. Um, because there's always money somewhere. But um, I felt a bit uncomfortable. So I learned a lot in the beginning. I learned a lot about how to be more successful as an entrepreneur and how to become free of money worries. And which I did. I was I was free of money worries within six months, and I knew I wouldn't be broke again. Um, but then the real quest started because um, then I had more money, and nothing really changed. I didn't feel better about myself or about my life or about the things I was doing uh i did ask for more I, I asked more money for the work that i did but the work wasn't necessarily that much more meaningful um and i just kept having this feeling it's not about money it's about something deeper and then i was writing this book and i was interviewing these people and i was developing and growing and i was learning so much and there's so much that was absolutely valuable to people reading these things for the first time because I had known all those things six months prior and if I had, that would be so valuable to me because then I wouldn't have gotten into trouble because I just had to follow the steps in order to get more money and to be more sensible and to increase my financial intelligence. So I, it, it was actually really easy to become a better entrepreneur um, or to make sure you're not poor. <laughs> in my situation um, but then um, I started to make more and more money and at the end of the month it was still gone and I had no idea where it, where it had gone um, so then I had to repeat all the steps again and then, then you know that, 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 that became a, a, a conscious way of acting and then that became easier but then I realized that I still panicked if, there's, if there was too much money in my bank account. And then, by then it was two years later, so this, this was after my TED Talk even, um, that I did in 2018. And then, um, then I slowly discovered that, first, I had written a book about how not to be poor, or how to be a better entrepreneur, how to be more... Um, successful financially 
But that wasn't me. That was just my starting point. So by then, I had been writing and interviewing um, for two years. And when I was reading my book, I was reading a book that I didn't really want to read because there's so many books about making money and about financial intelligence. And I had nothing to add. Um, and it, I, I, and I, I wasn't interested in my own book. Um, so I wasn't motivated to write anymore. So then I threw everything away. I went to Ibiza for a week and decided to throw it all away and start writing again, just on page one, <laughs> uh, the introduction, and just without thinking, just start typing. And then I wrote for, I think, 18 hours a day. I didn't even want to stop to go to sleep. And then I had a different book, which I finished at home within a few months. And um, suddenly the book was about this deeper layer. It was about worth and self-worth. It was about value. It was about to live a life that that you value, to base your life um, on the things that you value the most. Um, and to um, make room for the important stuff first before they become urgent stuff or just trivial stuff. Because, um, you know, to, to, to live a life that matters. And along the way, I discovered that it, it, it would never matter how much or how little money I would have. It was always, I was afraid that I wasn't worth more money than I actually needed. And I didn't need much because I didn't think money was important. And then I acted as if money wasn't important. And I made sure that money would never stay with me, no matter how much I was earning or how much money would come in my direction. I, was, I would always make sure automatically in this panic reaction that it would go somewhere else or that it didn't stay with me. And when I started to... Um, research my own patterns and my own behaviors and my own convictions and my unconscious decisions I realized that I thought I wasn't worth it and that just changed the game for me entirely that changed everything so then I had to dig deeper and deeper and deeper and become more vulnerable and become more open and um, I that was not a nice comfortable process this was not writing a book anymore this was now searching your soul for the for the deepest darkest things that you never want to want to look at in the first place and i'm so grateful that i did because then i came to the essence of all of it and that brings me to um why this podcast i realize it's a very long introduction but i will you know i will share the lessons in the coming episodes um big lessons, small lessons, I will make sure that there's something usable in every episode, but this is just to share with you the process and why this matters to me. I wouldn't have survived COVID as well as I have right now if I wouldn't have lost everything in a material sense four and a half years ago, because by not having anything in a material sense, I had to lose who I thought I was and what I thought I needed and what I thought I needed to be. And I lost everything I was, I thought. And then I realized that that was not who I truly was. So um, 
by losing everything. I gained everything as well because I came to the essence of myself and my value and my worth and what matters to me and how little I need. You know, when I was when I was broke, I lived as if I had a lot of money and now I have more than enough. And I, to some people, it seems as if I live as if I'm broke because I don't need anything anymore because I um, choose consciously what matters in my life and I, I lead a very rich life I have all the time in the world I am happy I have room for the things that matter to me and um, everything has changed and um, and that all started with losing my money losing my stuff losing my status um, losing myself my self-image and I think that um, at this moment a lot of students and recent graduates are buying my book I, I uh, released the Dutch version of the book in August of 2020 and um, first it was bought by, by a lot of entrepreneurs and successful um, professionals and, and now it's mostly students and recent graduates. And when I talk to them and I ask them why they bought this, it's because there's two things happening right now. And I'm not sure if this is what's happening all over the world, but in the Netherlands, um, since the lockdown, things are, of course, are insecure. The entire world is on fire, so to speak, in, in many definitions. Um, but, you know, the first problem was people didn't have... They couldn't spend their money, or they lost their money, or they lost their jobs, or their income, or they, you know, there was scarcity all of a sudden. And the other thing was they couldn't run from anything, from themselves, which was a combination that I experienced myself as well when I was broke. So then you're by yourself, sitting on the couch, you can't go to see a friend, you can't go to a bar, you can't really get drunk, you can't go to a concert or a festival or whatever makes you happy or releases pressure for you you cannot run from anything so then you're there by yourself and then all this dark stuff comes up and then um, you know a lot of people end up in misery because they don't know who they are they don't know what they value they they, they can't numb themselves with buying stuff with doing stuff with looking for other people to make them feel better for look with look by looking for anything outside themselves to feel better they have to suddenly find everything inside themselves and if you don't like what's in there you have a problem that can make you truly miserable and that's what this book is about as well so i think this is an important moment for the book um you know, for a book that can reach millions and for the podcast. And I hope um, to give some comfort to people because I don't have the answers. I have really good questions and I found a few things, a lot of things that I think and that I get back from readers um, are universal. And... Um, and, 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 and the things that I experienced, I think, are exactly what a lot of people are experiencing now, unfortunately. So I hope that I can bring some hope and comfort. 
Thank you for listening. I'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions for the podcast or if you would like to book me for a talk, conversation or workshop.